You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Nineveh was one of the greatest cities in the ancient world for about 50 years before a coalition of rising powers in the ancient world allied together to raise it to the ground in 612 BC. This is episode 357 for the 23rd of December 2017. I'm Chris Webster and this is ARC 365, a podcast today in 2017. This episode is written by Richie Cruz. This network is supported by our listeners. You can become a supporting member by going to arcpodnet.com slash members and signing up. As a supporting member, you have access to high-quality downloads of each show and a discount at our future online store and access to show hosts on a members-only Slack team. For professional members, we'll have training shows and other special content offered throughout the year. Once again, go to arcpodnet.com slash members to support the network and get some great extras and swag in the process. That's arcpodnet.com slash members. Archaeologists speculate that occupation at Nineveh dates back to the Neolithic period, 15,200 to 8,800 BC. Ground penetrating radar used at the site has found evidence of artifacts and structures dating back to the early Hasuna culture period, which is a Mesopotamian culture that dates back to 6,000 BC and is named for Tel Hasuna in Iraq, a settlement mound 35 kilometers southwest of Nineveh where Hasuna artifacts were first recovered. Nineveh, however, came to height of its power and influence during the time periods that span between the Old Assyrian Empire, which dates from 2025 to 1378 BC, and the Neo-Assyrian Empire, which dates from 911 to 609 BC, when it went from a provincial town to the capital of the Neo-Assyrian Empire, that set the standards for imperial rule by which following empires measured themselves. The ruins of the capital city are what you are looking at if you visit the city today. The city covered an area of 7 square kilometers at its height and was surrounded by a massive wall 12 kilometers long that had an inner stone retaining wall 6 meters high, covered by mud bricks that were 10 meters high and 15 meters thick. Towers were placed every 18 meters and there were a total of 15 gates. 18 canals fed by aqueducts made of stone and waterproof cement brought water as far away as Genghis Gorge near Jerwan, which is 65 kilometers away. At its height, the city was home to over 100,000 residents and may have been the actual place where the Hanging Gardens of Babylon were located. These gardens were part of the Southwest Palace, also called the Palace Without a Rival, and was found by archaeologists to measure 503 by 242 meters, contain more than 80 rooms, and decorated with over 3,000 meters of stone reliefs, pictures carved in stone, that detailed every step in its construction and required a foundation made from approximately 160 million bricks. That is massive. Nineveh was never reoccupied following its destruction and the unraveling of the Neo-Assyrian Empire, and for centuries, only two mounds, Koyunjik and Nabi Yunus, I pronounced those very wrong, marked the spot where the once mighty city had stood. Although the city was lost underneath the ground of what would become modern-day Iraqi city of Mosul, people always knew it was there. The first archaeological investigations of the city did not begin until 1842, when the French consul general at Mosul, Paul-Emile Bota, excavated a royal palace that predated the Southwest Palace. Five years later, British diplomat Austin Henry Layard, whose idea of archaeology was, quote, to obtain the largest possible number of well-preserved objects of art at the least possible outlay of time and money, unquote, a not uncommon attitude of 19th century archaeologists that resulted in the loss of much valuable data and artifacts that could have been recovered using modern archaeological methods. Fortunately, better archaeological investigations have been carried out at the site since that time. In addition to uncovering much of the city and its works of art, entire libraries of clay tablets written in cuneiform 
one of the oldest written languages, have been recovered by archaeologists, which, between the clay tablets and carved reliefs, have told us much about the lives and times of the people who lived in Nineveh. Thank you. That's it for this episode of ARC 365. Please share this episode on your social media sites so others can have fun and learn about archaeology too. Please consider a donation to ARC 365 by sponsoring an episode for just $35. You can find the sponsor page at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash sponsor ARC 365. Thanks and have a great 2017 with the Archaeology Podcast Network. The song Storm Diggin' was written, performed, and recorded by Steve Webster. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.